Hey, I'm Orlando Duque, and I'm a professional cliff diver from Colombia. I've had so many incredible career highs, from winning 13 world titles to holding two Guinness World Records. But after 20 years, I ended my competitive career at the end of the 2019 season. In this podcast, I'm going to take you into the mindset of some of the world's best cliff divers, how they overcome fear, pressure, and how the exhilarating feeling of rushing through the air from 27 meters is so addictive. We're going to hear from experts too, such as psychologists, physiotherapists, coaches from inside and outside the sport. We'll find out how they ensure the athletes are always in optimum condition. And we'll get into other sports and approaches, talking to adventurers, other pro athletes and visionaries, and we'll explore the places that mindset and focus can take us in everyday life. I'm Orlando and welcome to my world of diving. To start with, I thought I'd tell you a little about my career and life in cliff diving, for those who may not already know. And for the people that do know, well, there will be a few extra stories here you may not have heard before. As a kid in Colombia, everybody plays football. You know, football is what actually runs the country. Uh, it, it, you play in every street, you play in every park, everywhere you have a chance, um, you're going to be playing football. So after playing football, sweating quite a lot, my city is really hot, uh, the temperature every, every day of the year. So we'll go to watch the divers. We didn't get to go in the pool because it's a regular training club but we we'd enjoy just sitting there and watching the guys jumping the water it, to me it was really attractive to see the dark blue of the diving pool every time i look at it i was like it was like really attractive we were at that age where uh it's like a perfect timing to start and the the coaches probably saw us and invited us if we wanted to try i mean of course immediately we said like sure we did a whole bunch of tests you know, uh, regular uh, coordination. They want to see how strong you are, if if you're flexible. Uh, we passed all of that. So I thought, okay, let's go in the water. Nah, it was, let's go and start working out. You have to run, you have to do abs, you have to stretch. Um, and, um, and then we'll get to go in the water. That first day, I remember it very clearly because you know, as a kid, I've been to many pools, rivers, lakes, everything, but you always go to the water, you know, when it reaches your neck. Uh, but now I'm standing in the edge of a pool that is five and a half meters deep. You can barely see the bottom. I mean, now I can see it, but I, I think that day I couldn't even see it. And I'm standing on the edge going like, uh, now they really know how to swim. You know, this, this is probably not the, the question you want to have uh, to ask yourself at that moment. But um, yeah, I wasn't completely sure. Uh, then we stand on the line and the, the coach gives us a, the signal to dive. And so I see my friends diving one by one and it's coming closer to me. And I keep thinking like, should I go? And then it's my time. I jump in the water. And then I, ha I remember I had my eyes closed. I pop out of the water, hold on to the side of the pool. And I go like, ah, no worries. I know how to swim. Very quickly after that, we, we, we had a, like a, a, a competition inside with the club. Uh, I did really well. Uh, a few months later, I was with the state team. I went to nationals, and about a year after that, I won national championships. Uh, I never thought I was going to be competing at that level in any sport. This one I really loved. My first national team was in 1989. Went to South American championships in Argentina. First time I was in a plane. So 
uh, yeah, sport was taking me somewhere else. Every athlete, what they want to do is go to the Olympic Games and at the Olympic Games, win a medal. That's everybody's dream. Uh, that's what you prepare yourself for. In, for the Olympics in 1992 in Barcelona, my federation, my Colombian federation told us, um, normally what you have to do is, back in the day, is you have to make a score. With those scores, you're qualified. That's the standard they set up. That's what we got to do. Um, of course, it's, it's a small sport. There's very little support, hardly any money um, dedicated to it. So we did the competition in Colombia. Uh, a good friend of mine and myself, we both made the scores. They, they, they set the scores pretty high, maybe because they thought we were not going to make it. <laughs> Two of us made the scores. And um, actually, I mean, of course, we we're super happy. To us, it meant we're going to the Olympics. My friend and I, we started training really hard, you know, to be ready. And then uh, we were called to a meeting and they said, well, you know, um, it's, it's not going to happen, you know, because the scores are, are not good are not recognized, so th there is no spots for Colombians at, in the Olympic Games. And um, it, it was tough, you know, I mean, it, it was just no chance for us. Let's say everything that I work for, uh, and together with my friend, it, it was not going to happen. Uh, I stopped diving. I To me, that was it. It was the end. Your routine every day has been going to the pool, practicing, getting ready, all your free time, because every, every free moment I had, I was at the pool practicing, and then all of a sudden, you work so hard to get to that point, and now it's not going to happen. That that was really tough. That was really tough. You know, in Colombia, I mean, we have mandatory military service. Everybody has to do it. Uh, it's, uh, it's back then, it was a full year. So when you finish high school, you would go to the military. I mean, of course, not everybody, because they don't need everybody. Uh, for myself, I mean, I knew as an athlete, I... I had no chance. I mean, I was going to go to the military healthy, strong, uh, you know. So it was tough because, of course, it, 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 it feels like it's one year that you lose. I, I actually enjoyed it a little bit because um, I, like, I like that structure, you know, like um, everybody's working together, everybody's exercising early in the morning. I was supposed to be there for a full year, but, um, you know, my coaches – they were, um, of course, they didn't want to lose me for a whole year, so they wanted me to keep training, and they started moving, you know, some contacts and found the armed forces swimming team. So, and, and they transferred me to the swim team. I turned back my, my weapons, my uniform. All I was wearing now is, is sports uniform, and I, all I had to do was practice. I did compete for the armed forces, and in national championships and won two gold medals and a silver medal so they were pretty pretty happy about that normally their um their team is not that strong so to to get some medals for them was really good at around 1997 i was um i was in university uh public education in colombia is a little bit tricky so there was a lot of strikes um it was taking very long to finish a, finishing a semester and uh, I mean, of course, now I'm an adult. I, I had to look for something to do. Uh, school was gonna take too long. Uh, and I got a call from a friend who was working at an amusement park in Gensendorf, Austria. And um, he was working in a diving show 
where you have these tiny little pools with a big ladder and you jump into that. They needed a diver and, um, and it had to be right now. There was one, I think it was an American diver who was injured and he had to leave. Five days later, uh, I packed my bags and, and I was leaving basically, I mean, uh, three years, you know. Uh, I was leaving school, I was leaving everything, all that. The plan for my future was all of that, and now I was just jumping on a plane, going to the other side of the world. Uh, of course, my mom wasn't very happy. For her, the only option was school, university, you have to finish your career. Uh, what are you going to do at a park in Austria? Where is Austria? So, yeah, no, I jumped in the plane, I left, arrived in Austria. It was very cold still, because I think it was like early April. But I was excited, you know, I was going to be working, I was going to be uh, making a little bit of money. My plan was to save and come back to Colombia and, um, and continue with school. The show was a lot of fun. We did competition dives, synchronized dives. We did a little bit of a comedy. So, you know, we'll dress up and, and, and do funny dives and stuff. The people really, really enjoyed it. Um, we'll do a dive where you put on this suit and you light yourself on fire and you jump in the, in the water. And the final dive was a 25 meter dive into the small pool. When I was working at the park, I saw on TV the, the cliff diving world championships. And um, I mean, they were announcing it, it's gonna be on, on TV tonight at this time. So all my friends, we just made sure we were gonna watch it. Uh, we sat together and while watching the competition in the back of my head, I just kept thinking like, I think I can do those dives. You know, I think I, if I train, if I prepare myself a little bit, I think I can do that. So I went back to the, to the show the next day and during the breaks, me and my friend started practicing and, and trying to learn some new dives. And pretty quickly we, we were learning new things, you know, and we were improving, uh, we were getting better, we were helping each other. One of the participants in that world championships is an Australian who was living in Vienna and he will come and practice to our, our park. So he will teach us some things, but at the same time, he saw a, lo a lot of potential on us. Um, back in those days, to be invited, you needed to be recommended. This guy mentioned my name and uh, I got an invitation. Rebel invited me to compete at the world championships. I was super excited, went to, to ask the company for permission to go to, to this competition and, and, and they said no. You know, I was under contract, you have to work, you're here. Uh, to do the shows, you can't just leave and, and you know, I had to pass that year. It, it was frustrating again, uh, not as bad as, as not going to the Olympic Games, but <laughs> it was frustrating. For the following year, 1999, I made sure I included in my contract that they were going to let me go to that competition if I was invited. Started 99 and I got the invitation again and uh, finally, finally made it to my first competition in the summer of 1999. That, that first competition was a lot of fun. Uh, it was in, in the south of Switzerland in a small town called Brontalo. Just beautiful, beautiful canyon, really nice area. I was definitely starstruck when I walk in. I mean, I, like you walk in and, and you see all the guys you've been watching on TV in front of you and, and you're gonna compete against them. I had a good feeling because I've been training, uh, but of course I've never been in a competition like that. I was the diver number five, but the top four guys were ahead of me. So I did my dive and then 
I go on the lead. Uh, I was pretty happy because I thought, hey, fifth place is not bad, you know. Then fourth place goes, and then I pass him too, so he's behind me. I'm like, oh, wow, this is turning out pretty good. Then third and second did the same. Now I'm in second place, and I'm just pretty close to winning the competition. And uh, top guy, he did a really good dive. He ended up winning the competition, and I was in second. I couldn't even believe it. I remember I had a camera in front of me, and they did an interview. I can't even remember what I said. You know, I was just in awe. I couldn't believe that I was just you know, second place, silver medalist at a world championships, my first competition. So now this is turning into definitely a new career. Of course, there was a prize money. Uh, of course, there was some great benefits if you were doing good. Um, I went to, after my first competition in Switzerland, when I placed second, I went to a competition in the United States and I placed second again. So it was not just coincidence. I was actually diving really good. And then I was invited for the following year. I was invited to the full season. In that year, 2000, I won pretty much every competition that year. And in the years after, when I actually said, you know what, I've won a World Cup a few times, World Championships, um, Mediterranean Cup, I'm winning everything, you know, Chinese Grand Prix. And then I, I stopped to think like, wow, I'm, I'm actually pretty good at this. You know, this is, this is going to be something else. In the year 2000, one of my dives, I got scored tens by seven judges, you know, so it, it was going really, really well. That's how you get it done, and that is how you get on top of the Red Bull Cliff Diving World Series podium at Stop. In 2009, we created Red Bull Cliff Diving World Series, which it was probably the biggest step in the sport. Cliff diving has always been something like you do shows, and then you do some competitions, and that's how you make a living. Um, no, we wanted to make it more professional. We wanted to make it, of course, uh, much bigger for all the athletes. And um, yeah, with the creation of Rebel Cliff Diving, the sport just grew exponentially. Attention, he's smiling. 156, three tens. That's perfect. That is sensational. By 2013, the uh, FINA, the International Swimming Federation, they included us in the calendar for the FINA World Championships, which is besides the Olympics is the is this is the biggest event in aquatic sports so we were really excited about that went to Barcelona ironically after 1992 that I didn't get to go world championships was in Barcelona the goal for the year was to win the world championships I had a really good competition and and I managed to win that medal that was a, a very important moment because Winning that first medal to me was important. Of course, it was the goal of the year, but historically, I will be the first diver to win um, a medal for high diving in a world championships. Uh, but later on, uh, while I was doing some interviews with some media in Colombia, they were telling me is the first medal Colombia had won in uh, swimming world championships. We had been competing for 42 years at the swimming world championships and never won a medal. And my medal was the first one, a gold medal so that was, you know, that added a little bit more to it. Again, a career that I never thought it was going to take me there. I, we were now making history. Still is probably one of the proudest moments in my career to, to be standing on that podium. You listen him to the national anthem. I'm, I'm looking at my coach. He's crying. Looking at my wife. She's crying. And, and I'm just trying to contain the tears. But it's, it's just a really, really big moment in an athlete's career. There's moments that for sure stand out. Uh, of course, winning my first world championship, scoring tens in my last dive. The seven judges gave me 10. 
um, the, winning the gold medal at the FINA World Championships in Barcelona, diving from an iceberg in Antarctica. That was something I, I planned to do for many years, probably the toughest project that I could get into and, and making that happen. It's something that we worked really hard and made it. It's just way too many things. Uh, diving from a helicopter in front of the Statue of Liberty, a, a, a career full of a lot of fun dives. Cliff diving uh, has, has changed quite a lot in, in the last 20 years. Now it's turning into a professional sport. You know, the guys can dedicate the whole year to prepare themselves and do the competitions. Back in the day, we would only do two or three competitions a year. So to us, it was more like something we did for fun, but we had to do something else. But then it started developing little by little. We had more competitions. We had more support. We had more sponsors. We had... Um, it, it turned into a job, so you see how it, it evolves, you know, how it changed from just a few competitions a year to having a World Series, to having FINA, the World Championships, World Cup, all of that, and, and it just exponentially exploded. So now coming to the end of my career, you know, I'm pretty happy with everything I've done. I'm one of the members of the Athletes Committee for the Swimming Federation, International Swimming Federation, and together with them, we're gonna uh, we're gonna continue with the process to include the sport in the Olympic Games. I think that's the ultimate goal for all the divers. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Orlando's World of Diving. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that the next episode is ready for you as soon as it's released. If you've enjoyed it, give us a rating and leave a review with what you thought about the podcast and what you've learned and might try and apply to your sporting, professional, or personal life. I'll see you next time.